Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Tuesday, February the 22nd, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, hoopla, which means excited commotion or publicity. Hoopla. Hope everyone is enjoying their Thursday or Tuesday. I'm sorry, man. Jumped ahead. Hope everyone is enjoying their Tuesday or will enjoy their Tuesday, I should say. Uh, Weather here in North Carolina, man. (laughs) February, what is this? It's going to be in the upper 60s and uh, get into the 70s the rest of the week, but we have rain here today. And of course, the temperatures are going to fall towards the end of the week. Yeah, upper, upper 60s and 70s in February. Wow. Are we going to have an early spring? Who knows? This is North Carolina winter. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Man, let's, uh, I'm sure many of you have seen this uh, altercation that happened between uh, the coaches at Michigan and, and Wisconsin. More specifically, uh, Jawan Howard head coach of Michigan basketball. We all remember Jawan Howard from that Fab Five from back in the day, that Michigan uh, basketball team. They were a great team. Uh, Screwed up at the last second in a game. (laughs) Lost the championship. But yeah, uh, Jawan Howard and and an assistant coach from Wisconsin, I should say, got into it. Uh, No one's come out and said what they were arguing about. or or, Well, it it has been, and and Jawan Howard admitted himself, he was a tad bit upset because uh, Wisconsin took a, a timeout with 15 seconds left on the clock, and they were leading by 15. So he was saying, "Hey, there's really no need for you to take a timeout." But apparently, it, it, it was it was just it's coaching. I mean, hey, the the coach wanted to get his um, starters out and replace them with you know the second string. And Jawan Howard was like, hey, this really, you should, well, maybe he was th- saying to himself, he should have did this before 15 seconds was left in the game. You guys were up by 15. But yeah, that was just, a, I think that's just a moment where uh, Jawan Howard got caught up in his feelings because his team was getting beat. And he has been suspended for the remainder of the season. That's five games. Only received a five-game su- suspension for, uh, that's regular season game. So if his team makes, makes the uh, tourney, or, or, or whatever, what have you, he's going to be back coaching. Yeah, but he, him and the coach got into it. Apparently, it, it started off as Jawan Howard talking to the um, the head coach. During the, you know, at the end of the games, they have the line where you go down and shake everyone's hand, the players and coaches and all that. And, and apparently him and the coach were talking and some things got said and pushing and shoving and finger pointing. And then comes the assistant coach. I'm not sure why the assistant coach felt the need to uh, say something. Maybe he thought they were talking trash about him. Maybe he decided to make the call. I don't know. Whatever the case may be, Jawan Howard is out for five games during the regular season. So, yeah, he'll be if his team makes the uh, tourney, he'll be back. Man, that is just <laughs> – yeah. Uh, first reports were that he punched them. But when you look at the video, it wasn't a punch. It was more like a slap. And that's the ultimate manly disrespect when you're slapped across your face. <laughs> just is, just is, just is. But um, come on now, Coach Howard. 
You are a coach. You got to control yourself better than that. Can't get caught in your feelings and emotions. Your players are watching. Yeah, because the players came over, tried to break them up, and then the players got into it. Man, what in the world? <laughs> Come on, Coach Howard. You got to do better than that. You got to do better than that. And uh, let's move along here. Uh, man, uh, I'm not sure if you guys remember. I bought you a story of uh, sometime last year. Uh, I believe it was in June. June of last year, yeah. June of last year, I bought you a story of a Wake County Sheriff deputy that was shot in the line of duty while uh, serving an eviction notice. Now, if you remember, uh, he, he had went to the apartment. The officers were in an apartment complex, and apparently they were handing out eviction notices. You know, of course, you know, COVID was, was doing what it did, and people were having problems paying rent. So evictions were coming down, and he knocked on the guy's door, no answer. He said, well, I'll go serve some paper somewhere else in the complex. When he came back, uh, he knocked on the door and the door was ajar. And when he pushed the, you know, knocked and announced who he was and, and pushed the door open, the guy came out. I believe it was an AK, AK-47 or whatever. It was a high-powered rifle. Ended up shooting him in the hips and the leg. Um, he's recovered because at one point in time, he was told by doctors that he was going to lose his leg. I mean, he was shot with an AK-47. Like I like I said then, and I'll, I'll, I'll always say, those assault rifles, they are not just deadly, but uh, they can maim you. They take limbs off. But fortunate enough for him, and praise be to God, he walked in yesterday to receive uh, what they call the Z reward, and that's given to uh, law enforcement here in Wake County. And he walked in yesterday on crutches. How about that? Praise God. Certainly praying, prayed and praying for him continuously. He's on the road to recovery. Uh, he's back on duty. I believe they said he's working in an administrative position. Just a, a, a story that certainly makes you, um, it, it has so many facets to it. You know, you, you, you have those, of course, that are arguing about the gun rights. And then you uh, have those that are, are, of course, in favor and support law enforcement. And anytime you can see that law enforcement after uh, anything like this, it certainly is a blessing. Uh, it was totally uncalled for, unwarranted, just doing his job. That's it. Nothing less, nothing more. Just doing his job. Just was. So uh, prayers for him. And, and it, it was good to see him walk in with his wife, of course, who has been there by his side throughout, throughout it all. So prayers going up. All right, let's move along also here. Oh, man, the mask mandates. I haven't really talked about that. Here in North Carolina, uh, Governor Cooper came out last week, and he gave a date of March 7th where uh, he could uh, or quite possibly could be the end of the mask requirements for indoors. And with that, that signaled and, and rushed in a lot of uh, school boards to uh, drop the mask mandates, make it optional. You decide. So Wake County's meeting today, and uh, Durham has came out and said they're going to wait until the end of the month, probably waiting on that March 7th date that the governor gave. But it looks like we're going to be done away with masks. And and local municipalities are, are also uh, going to lift those restrictions for indoors, uh, still no word. And I think, uh, you know, they, they'll probably keep it for, you know, like public transportation and, and, and things like that. Uh, I believe they will because of those close quarters. I just, 
believe they'll probably keep that for a while. But it looks like we're heading in the right directions. The numbers are trending down. So, hey, looks like we could be done away with masks or, or at least in a, a better capacity than what we have been experiencing for the better part of two years, maybe going to and a half. But uh, like I said before, as for me, I'll be still wearing my mask. I just am. It's just me. Um, now you have the option, looks like, coming down the line. You have the option of, of whether or not you want to wear it. Hey, like I said, I'll be wearing mine. So those that uh, weren't in favor of masks look like you. we finally made it. <laughs> we just did. Uh, I'm not a fan of the mask, like I've always said. I'm just not, but uh, I do wear it for my protection, for the protection of others. Many say it doesn't matter, doesn't really help. Yeah, I give you that. Maybe it's just a comfort thing for me. <laughs> it makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside for kicks and giggles. <laughs> All right. Let's go get it. Man. Putin. Oh, this guy, Putin. Boy. Well, we all know about uh, Russia and Ukraine and that border crisis. Well, yesterday, late evening, it came out that old Putin had, man, I don't want to say he's strong-armed, but he has crossed that border. And there's two regions in the Ukraine. He said, he's saying they're independent and they're in favor of uh, those Russian separatists. It's like I said, those Russian separatists, they're they're. They remain true to the old communist Kremlin way of government. And they have allowed Russian troops to come over that border. They're in Ukraine. Wow. Now, he, 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 there was a press conference late uh, afternoon, in the afternoon where he, 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 was, he was sitting in, uh, I guess he was sitting with his cabinet and other officials. And he made the announcement that, hey, there's two regions or two, however you term it, there's two of them that are in Ukraine. And they're independent and they're asking, I guess pretty much saying they're asking for us to come in. How do you vote? And every single last one of them said, yeah, <laughs> I don't think they would say no to Putin. <laughs> Boy, it, it, it brings, Putin reminds me, and that's what he is. He's an OKGB, old Russian uh, gangster. <laughs> He's gangster. I'm sorry. He, yeah, he, he hey. Sent those troops over, U.S. and uh, well, and what's odd about all of this? Uh, I'm not sure if they're trying to save face or what, but the Ukraine uh, Ukrainian president has came out and said, oh, "I don't think there." He's still saying he doesn't think there's going to be a war. So, what are you just going to give up those two regions? I may not have a choice because you know we we say that the U.S. troops are over there, but they're really just there to guard and. Uh, Keep an eye on those NATO countries around Ukraine. The one thing Putin doesn't want, he wants NATO out, ultimately. He doesn't want Ukraine to um, become part of NATO. So with those two regions he has, he may be amassing or may have enough of that that country as far as landmass and the people to say, uh, uh, no, NATO, NATO, stay out. We don't want you here. Just may. We'll see what happens, but yeah, the Ukraine is, uh, I mean, Russia, wow. Uh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I don't think anyone saw that coming. Uh, if they did, they remained pretty tight-lipped until he actually did it. Yeah, he got on the TV, gave his spill, and said, hey, by the way, 
<laughs> there's two regions in the Ukraine that are independent, and I'm taking them. <laughs> he just did. He walked, hey, sent those troops over. Oh, maybe they were welcomed over because, like I said, those two regions, they say they're, uh, they remain true and, and, and will uplift the old Russian or the old communist way of uh, governing. They, communism. Those Russian separatists. Okay? Like I told you. They are there. They aren't Russian, old Russian spies, old communist spies hopping over the border. Uh, these are the uh, Ukrainian citizens that were pretty upset when uh, communism failed. Just saw. Man, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, still no word. There hasn't, hasn't been any fighting. I guess they're all just sitting around waiting if they are. Like I said, the UK, Ukrainian president has come out and said, no, I don't think there's going to be a war or any trouble, uh, escalation. Kind of makes you wonder, uh, are you just going to give up those two regions? Just going to let it slide? It does. That's that's a fairly, that's a good question, I think. I mean, what are you going to do? Putin just came in and took your land. Man, what the deal? <laughs> Putin is that dude. He is that dude. <laughs> All right, let's move along here. <laughs> oh, man. This next story, um, it appears, and um, we've heard talks about this. We heard rumblings, you know, especially during the pandemic. There was a lot of talk about kids and their mental health. Now, what has come out, a, a new report, and we knew this was going to happen that we're going to have a lot of kids that were going to have uh, mental health issues, you know, from the quarantining, the online learning. And now you're hearing about those parents that are against those uh, face mask mandates saying their kids are behind, of course, socially. But you, you couple all three of those together, the, the quarantine, the online learning and the mask. And they're saying that these kids are behind. Yes, they are behind. Uh, there's no way I can argue that. That, you know, like I, I said many times before, and like it's been said, we are human beings. We need social human interaction, communication. Just do. And, and, and like I said, there's a new report that has came out here in North Carolina, and it's ranking North Carolina 42nd in the country for youth mental health services in schools and other organizations. Pretty much. We're 42nd. Our numbers are high. A lot of our kids need mental health. They just do. There's no reason to be embarrassed. We, we knew this was coming down the pipe. We knew that. Hell, a lot of us adults need it. <laughs> Man, I, I can tell you from firsthand experience, a lot of adults need that help too from this COVID. COVID did indeed shake things up. Just did. Now, the org, what it has found is that 132,000 North Carolina children have major, major depression, and more than half of them don't receive treatment. Wow. Now, the ratio of uh, psychologists to students in school is 1 to 2,567. Let me say that again. The ratio of school psychologists to the students is 1 to 2,567. So for every 
one psychologist, quite possibly, throughout that district or whatever, there, there, there's over 2,000 kids that, that are in need of services. They just are. Now, the, the need for children seeking help with mental health issues has increased during COVID. Now, there, there are uh, those nonprofits that specialize in improving children's mental health. And what they've reported is they, have re, they are seeing a 111% increase in referrals for kids in need of uh, mental health. Now, all of this came about uh, also not just an article, but a, a news special here in North Carolina that uh, brought to the forefront that parents that were seeking help with their children because, you know, some parents say they realized that their kids were, were, were socially behind and some said their kids even came to them. What they found is that those parents that were seeking psychologists' help to help with this were put on a waiting list. There's a waiting list for these kids to get help with trained psychologists. So much so, some a lot of parents are saying there's a six to nine month wait before their children are seen or if they're ever seen, or there might be one, one family uh, or, or whatever. One family said that uh, they went and, and they found us, finally found a psychologist and they thought they were going to get the help instantaneously. And they were put on that six to nine month and they had to shop around and finally they found someone, but I believe that was a wait also or a month or two. I guess they, <laughs> they waited out. They said, well, a month versus uh, six to nine, we'll take that. COVID, mental health with our kids because of lack of their ability or, or, or whatever, or the lack of them not being able to go to school and be socially active. We knew it was coming. We just did. We knew this was coming down the pipe. There's no surprise, maybe a surprise in the numbers somewhat. Like I said, that one, uh, Nonprofit organization that that's I guess it's I think it's state run or county ran. They said they're receiving one hundred and eleven percent increase in referrals from the schools. Apparently, the kids get in school and, and hey, they go talk to these counselors or teachers or whatever, and the teachers know and the counselors know, hey, this isn't right. We're going to be dealing with the effects of COVID uh, for man. I think we're going to be dealing with it for, for decades. We're so far behind on so many levels. There's going to be a whole lot of other things that are going to come out because of this. Kids are behind socially, academically because of, of, of not, I'm not beating down the mask mandates because they, hey, at one point in time, they were needed. And, and with those mask mandates, also, uh, they're, they're like I said, they're lifting the restrictions or whatever. But uh, a lot of schools in certain parts of the country, they're still they still have their mask mandates. They're still requiring the kids to wear masks. Like I said earlier, Wake County is going to meet today and decide. Durham is going to meet uh, sometime next week or the early part of uh, next month to decide. A lot of school districts here in North Carolina have already decided. Make it optional. COVID, it, it did it. It just did. And these kids are mentally behind um, no growth, no mental growth. 
a lot of them maybe hey we may even see some physical growth because at one point in time they were also talking about the kids that were just sitting around eating watching tv playing video games that's always been a, a biggie but now during COVID, i think we're going to i can i can rest assured when i say we're going to see more and more of these cases of these kids being physically inactive i believe i read a report one report that i read well uh, saw an increase in juvenile diabetes and it's being linked to COVID. Kids are just sitting around. Ain't got nothing to do. You know, when we were in in quarantine, yeah, they were saying, you know, get out still in your backyard or or whatever or what have you. Get out and get some fresh air. A lot of kids weren't doing it. They've seen an increase in juvenile diabetes and it's been linked to COVID. And inactivity because of quarantine. Wow. Like I've said and and continue to say, COVID has shaken things up and and it's on so many levels that we as beings, and that includes adults, are behind or are going to be behind. There's certain things we, we are, as adults, we are accustomed or have been accustomed to doing or we don't give much thought to in doing. And when COVID hit and it took all that, those restrictions and quarantines and mandates, took all of that away, we're lagging behind. Like I alluded to earlier with adults, I can see it. <laughs> I can see it in day-to-day dealings with people. I mean, they are off socially. You know, uh, I can... I can be at work or, or go into a store when I'm not working and, and you see some people, they're standoffish, they're standing back, they're still in that that six feet rule and then you have some that are right up on you. And yeah, I look back and I'm like, could you back up, please? I mean, that's just me. I'm not running the risk. I'm not running the risk of or, or, or trying to prove a, a political point or whatever or what have you. And I've always been like that. I don't need you up on me. I just don't back up. Respect that. Uh, care less about the CDC and their guidelines. That's just me as a being. Back up off me. I don't need you on me. So yeah, we, we, I see that a lot. A lot of uh, adults are going to be behind socially also. Uh, a lot of communication skills, interaction with people, not just uh, adults in day-to-day dealings, but for these kids, those are big, big milestones and growth intercommunications with other kids, interaction, talking, laughing, uh, you know, hey, we can even dig into the group projects. I wonder how difficult it was, uh, I, I would gather, or maybe there wasn't a lot of group projects online during those Zoom meetings. I wonder how that went, or or did it ever happen? That's another part of that, that growth that we, we've missed, interacting with other people. It just is. But these numbers, and for North Carolina to be ranked 42nd in the country for a need for mental, youth mental health in schools, 42nd, that's pretty bad. I, I mean, ranking any, in any ranking for, for that youth mental health, man, that's, that, that's, it's unconscionable. But yeah, we're in need of it. And these kids are going to be in need of it also. They just are. Uh, Hey, this was a given. 
We knew, like I keep saying, we knew it was coming down the pipe. We knew these kids were going to need uh, help getting thing, getting their thoughts and getting back into the way it used to be. Or maybe we're not going to, we're going to be limited again in the way it used to be. Like I said, they're saying the numbers are down. We're trending in the right direction. Uh, hospitalizations are down. The infection rate for uh, certain parts of the country is down. But who knows? Maybe, hey, I don't mean to, to cast any uh, dispersions on, on these lifting of mask mandates, but what if they're too soon? What if we see a, a, a surge or a resurgence? And let's not forget that uh, second variant is out there. They've had a few cases here in the United States and, of course, overseas. Uh, with lifting these mask mandates and and, and these uh, maximum capacities and these restaurants and, and, and whatever or what have you, will we see a resurgence of that? Time will tell. Time will tell. We just don't know. We're just going to have to uh, take that gamble, take that risk. I mean, a lot of people, I, I personally, I, yeah, I'm tired of wearing masks, but I still don't feel too comfortable with not wearing a mask altogether. I just don't. And that's just me. I hate, like I always say, I'm not going to knock anyone for their decision or choice or what they believe or think. Not my place, not my plight. Not going to do it. But man, we are at a crossroads, you might say. Is it too soon? Is it not soon enough? The kids are in, in, in need of mental health. The stories that are coming out, I mean, simple things you and I were, were fortunate enough to have as kids and, and going to school, these kids don't have the luxury of. And, and going back, think about a kindergarten. Can you imagine a, a kindergartner's first year in school and they have to deal with COVID and wearing a face mask? They're already um, standoffish and shy and bashful. Then you throw a face mask on them. Yeah, they are going to be behind socially and mentally. They just are. We, uh, we're going to, only thing I can say is pray and work yourself through it. That's the only thing you can do. You, you've done all you could. You've taken the precautions. And now that we're at a point where the numbers are, trend, like I said, trending in the right direction, we got to take another gamble. We got to see if it's truly work, working. A lot of people have been vaccinated. Some haven't. So we'll see what happens. We just will. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. I won't bite. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast. Radio, public, verbal, and WordPress. Oh, one more thing. I almost forgot. Uh, looks like my oldest son has turned 21 today. Wow, 21. Mm, 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 mm. Those were the days. Those were the days. So uh, happy birthday to 
Jameer Lamar Wilson. Yep, he's going to get me too. I always say their whole names. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy 21st. Man, I can remember when I was 21. Good times, good times, good times. <laughs> all right, that's all for me. And uh, I want to thank you all, as always, for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.